0: we ready. Yes. yes, get into it. Get into it. Yes. Fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up. It's Friday. It's Friday. It is Friday. It it's Friday.
1: Get it. Get it. Mm-hmm. I still gotta work extra hours this week. Hey.
2: Ew. Period.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, just because one of my coworkers just put in her two-week notice. Um. It's going to be great. I'm getting to pick up all her hours. It's
0: lovely. Oh, girl, you better make that uh, coin Overside.
1: says okay. okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm about to make that shmoney, honey.
0: Period, bitch. Ooh, what's going on in the background there? What is that? That's my fiance making his coffee. It's oh, fine. I got you. I got you. That's all right. Mm, it's fine. Anywho, welcome to the yeah. Coco yeah. and Jules Petty podcast, y'all. Our first. Guests of 2023 mr jason brooks hey everyone well, welcome 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 that's my gay yeah. ass clap don't you love
1: it
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it sounds like something else coco okay all right all right okay i think that um espresso kicked in a little too early okay all right
1: Bitch, i only had a sip you don't want to know what happens when I finish this fucking cup. So
3: <laughs> the extra sugar in the tank. So, that uh, that I, did y'all... not sound like
0: a cup <laughs> it, it is. It's, it's like an my espresso. vibrator. Oh,
1: not the vibrator. One of. One of my vibrators.
0: So, y'all, I met Jason... um <laughs> about six or seven months ago on vacation when i was in fort lauderdale for my birthday um and i kind of briefly touched on this a few months ago or maybe a few episodes ago about i really used this birthday vacation as like a find myself trip you know basically stella got her groove back kind of thing and honey when i told you i had the time of my life it was ooh amazing because this is a gay resort i stayed at because that's how we met because you stay at the same resort him and his fiance and yeah it was a great time and we just you know we linked up and we had great conversation and um yeah we just kept in touch i visited him and his fiance back in august of this past year in texas where they live and ironically it was gay pride again because i make a joke with jason that like every freaking time like i plan something i don't realize it's fucking pride in every city because when i went to fort lauderdale i didn't know it was pride my weekend when i went to fucking texas i didn't know it was pride that weekend (laughs) it's just pride 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 motherfucker like you know
1: he doesn't know why but the gays are just obsessed with him
0: obsessed honey Obsessed. obsessed oh my lord and i had so much fun that weekend him and his fiancee were just amazing hosts for the weekend we had so much fun um the weather is beautiful the people in texas were very nice and yeah it was a great time
3: sounds like a lovely well, experience yeah. yeah it was awesome having you
2: yeah so I to come show you come
3: back different side of texas than what you see on the news and everywhere else
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean no, that's true because like I told you like I thought Austin was like racist and like homophobic. Yeah, Got a little bit of that. southern hospitality. Mm, yeah, I like do. Still so. Still
2: so. I'm
1: guessing
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. It is still the south. Yeah. Like
2: you're like okay, yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> there was some
1: hesitation. <laughs>
3: <If> you, <laughs> there's like if <laughs> you
1: want to look Yes. At it, no. Yes. Uh, yes. It's
3: easy to look. It's easy to find if you look for it. But, yeah. you know, um, it, that's pretty much everywhere, I think, in the U.S. nowadays.
1: Yeah, you're not wrong. It's just li- <laughs> everybody everywhere. <laughs> Every type of person everywhere. Yeah.
0: Uh, anyway, all right, y'all, we're going to get into it in the yeah. nitty-gritty. Um, so, Jason, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, about um, a little bit of your backstory? And y'all, FYI, this might get a little you know emotional it might bring up traumatic events so please just bear with us um just take precaution um there will be talking about drugs and sex and abuse if it comes to that just fyi um yes. but yeah let's, just get, in- let's just get into it a little bit of a content warning for you all
3: <laughs> so yeah my name's jason i 40 years old um grew up in orlando um, let's see, uh, kind of grew up in a very, at first it was, I was like, I felt like I was the, in the Cosby's of Orlando version of mm. Orlando, mm-hmm. um, Orlando version of Cosby's I should say. Um, you know, both parents, um, had really good jobs. So didn't really want for anything. Um, I always kind of knew there was something different about my family though. Um, not in a good way. <laughs> sure i mean uh, at least later difficult. on <laughs> yeah well later on looking back hindsight i i did realize that my dad was a raging alcoholic
2: mm, and mm-hmm. um
3: so they got uh separated they separated when i was eight divorced okay. was when i was 10 and then my dad just completely left and went on to uh uh, another life started a whole had a whole starter family in texas oh, uh, don't know oh, where wow. um oh, he moved wow. back to beaumont yeah okay but never heard from him again
2: Wow! Um, wow!
3: the uh you know grew up um not to toot my own horn but did really well in school um, yeah
0: absolutely oh. uh
3: my mom and i we had a very tenuous relationship um you know, I used to, I started turning to be into the bad kid. Um, my you know mom, she would you know spank me, do all kinds of stuff, and sure, finally, it's, it started to get really, really beyond just what normal spanking is. Um, mm, i so sorry. pretty much child abuse. i No, no, it's fine. Um, you know, these are things that i I've, I've spent a lot of time working through. Um, right right soul searching as you said in the beginning as well as uh with professional help so you know this one plug i want to give while we're i think we lost you
0: uh did we leave some yep oh man we'll be right back
1: after these important messages
2: Beep.
1: It's just, <laughs> yeah it's just gonna be silence bitch ain't nobody paying us yet <laughs>
0: But yeah okay. y'all i'm engaged i'm an engaged woman i'm off the market oh honey like kalia was a little
1: frustrated because she saw on instagram first before uh
0: well i tried facetiming Come y'all back. bitches I but know. you never answered welcome back uh, so yes. i uh uh so i shouldn't i shouldn't hear no i should hear no oh why did i find out last no ma'am I didn't oh, give I'm a done. shit
1: when I found out. I didn't give a shit when I found well, out. Well, she
0: be up in her She You <laughs> me, feelings. I'm just over here.
1: I'm just happy to be included. But
0: Period, bitch. <laughs> of course I included y'all. Okay.
1: They were like, damn, he All couldn't right. have waited a little bit longer. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Does it, ma- <laughs> Does it matter the order bitch. in which we hear that he's engaged? Bitch,
0: don't even... I no. told y'all literally an hour after I got engaged, I texted, called, FaceTime. Don't even me. Don't even me. Uh, I, mean. I, 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 I will. I mean. will come for you, bitch. I will come for you. I will come for you. For me? Uh, what yes, for you. You didn't answer my call. I just give. A... I, I, you knew I was uh, not going to uh, know what uh, you uh, called at uh, what time. Okay, we going to put a pen in it. All right, Jason. I'm so sorry. Continue, please. <laughs> no
3: worries. <laughs> so. um you know, I'll give you guys the short of part of uh, early childhood. But, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, when I graduated high school, I... Um, well, let's go ahead and back up. So in sure. school, I was quiet, um, you know, made fun of a lot, bullied, um, and uh, wasn't really sure of myself. I wasn't like one of those jocks that, you know, if you... Look at my Facebook profile now. You Would not really think that, mm-hmm. um, right?
0: You're but... like the band geek nerd. You're the one that I played was. instruments and you know, played mm-hmm. flute. I could, yeah, yeah. played
3: flute. Um, was one of those people who the only I did play two sports when I was in school, but they weren't like those sports that would make you super popular. I, I wrestled in ninth grade and I ran track in um, in high school and in twelfth mm-hmm. grade. So, um, okay. in Uh, But, you know, no, no football, no basketball and nothing like that that would make you like one of the popular cool kids. Um, So when I graduated high school, um, I one night I just decided, you know, I'm going to go out and uh, I'm going to, you know, just see what like these gay clubs are about.
1: Yeah, So I went out by myself
0: Mm -hmm.
3: and um, I remember did some um, homosexual activities exactly (laughs) well i had time nice and i i was like at age
0: what 18
3: 18 yeah i did yeah Yeah. cocktails Ooh, i did yeah yeah not putting a plug Uh, out there for underage drinking. i mean mean, obviously not not.
0: i mean i underage drink let's be real i threw house parties my dad didn't care as long as there's a mutual (laughs) understanding um that the people, like my friends, left their keys with him, and that there's no driving, and everybody. Well, yeah, that's
3: fine. Especially if you have, in my opinion, that's fine. Especially if you yeah. have like a responsible adult there. That, that, right. You know, no, we we were very everyone.
0: responsible because I had two older yeah. sisters, and they did the same thing, and I just basically followed their lead, and you no, know, like we we're always very responsible when it came to that. And anyway, I'm sorry, off topic. No, no, you're
3: fine. <laughs> um. So I went home, and I remember. You guys might be too young to remember this, but there was something called the phone chat line. And uh, for all yeah, of you,
0: no, we're too
2: young. People mm-hmm.
3: super young Who's out there. <laughs> Who is she? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that is how you would uh, find guys to hook up with before Grinder, oh. before Manhunt, oh, or all of sure. those things. Sure. yeah, mm-hmm.
1: even and, before the chat rooms. Uh, before right
3: chat rooms yeah um, damn damn so i went on damn. and uh, you know found the sky and he you know sounded hot and liked the stats and so there's no pictures back then of course since it was over the phone right and um he so had to said, go well, on one no hell of a hunch <laughs> yeah exactly had to be yeah yeah yep. so this was like three o'clock in the morning Oh and, wow! Uh, he came over and got me And he was oh, like, well, I hope wow. I can make it home when I'm on, like, eight rolls I was like, what is this roll oh, shit! everyone's talking right, about? Right, right, right And he was like, uh, ecstasy I was like, oh, I've never tried oh, that shit. I shit! wanted to try that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we tried it And um, later on And I felt like I was, you know On top of the world And right, right. Um, everything I felt beautiful, I felt smart felt you know funny um and i ended up um you know going back to work a few days um like the next day after that because this was happened during tea dance that i tried it on sunday Mm. so i went back to work the next day and i came out to like all of my coworkers. (laughs) oh wow that's one of those things that you do on um I don't know about Molly now, but on ecstasy, no, uh-huh. these things that you do is it, it, it's a great
0: was it a drug inhibitor? Like it's okay
3: uh, to make you, you know, release them open.
1: inhibitions.
3: Yeah, and oh, so
1: that's, feel see. the rain on your head, that kind exactly. of
3: thing. Exactly. Back in the day, they used okay. to give it to people that were therapy, uh, that were in therapy.
0: Really? Um, wow. They
3: did. Yeah, in the eighties. Um, yeah. Um, So I, after that, um, you know, I was like, well, if that first time's cool, let's do another time. And, um, you know, I wasn't really addicted. Um, I could take it or leave it. Um, Mm -hmm, Sometimes mm -hmm. I would just be like, I don't don't feel like going out tonight and stay in. Um, But, you know, there was one time, it was over Christmas or New Year's, um, around Christmas, um, yeah, um, we we're partying and we we're up for like two days partying. oh wow
0: two days of just partying wow
3: yeah straight oh um, girl and i know it was crazy nap like that part i need a nap okay well now being you know sober a lot of years and also yeah, being um Forty years old, <laughs> right? I'm like, no, I, I need, I need my sleep. Um, Absolutely. If, you, if you've ever watched that show, that movie with Macaulay Culkin called Club Kid or um, uh, Party Monster.
2: No,
0: um, I've never heard of that's, it. That's mm-hmm. uh,
3: that's pretty much how we were. I mean, without all the killing your drug dealer and cutting him up in a bathtub. i oh, of sure. Oh, oh, okay. Um, mm, we didn't we'll do any of that. <laughs> um. So. We um, were up for a few days, and um, one of my friends, we were in a the car, there was three of us, and I was in a back seat. He went up to this guy's condo and left us in the car, and a few minutes later, he came back down, and he was like, oh, you, the driver was like, hey, oh, my, you got it, you got it. I was, he was like, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, I got it. So we ended up, um, that was the first time I ever tried crystal meth.
2: Oh and, wow. Um, and what age, and what age were you?
3: Oh, um, I think I was like 21, 22, 22, 22, 22. Okay. Um, and lo and behold, I didn't know that that would, you know, start me off on my, um, you know, bout with addiction and, and, and right. trying to overcome right. it. But you know, when you're, it didn't feel like that when i first did it it just felt like oh wow you know up doing all this stuff and like mm-hmm. i can like everything just feels so much more focused like i got my second wind and um lo and behold um you know that one time hadn't i didn't touch it for months later mm-hmm. then um, mm-hmm. it was gay days in orlando
2: Mm, and yeah. um
3: i got a room at parliament house um yep i've heard a parliament house didn't go i was working yeah, there for six it's no months no longer mm-hmm. there unfortunately but oh did it shut down mm, yeah what a shame somebody they went bankrupt and shut down and they closed mm, it for good what a tragedy mm. yeah um so i ended I, up i sense um, a hint of sarcasm yep <laughs> <laughs> just a little <laughs> just a drop. So, just a, a <laughs> I uh, ended up, um, you know, doing it again then, and I think that second time is where i uh, it. You never know when you're going to get addicted to drugs. It could be your first sure. time, it could be your 50th time, it could be your second sure. time. For me, it was my second time. I think. Mm. Um, after that, you know, when we started getting a little bit low on supplies, I'd be like, "Hey, like, we need to call the person and all this and that and." Um, It was still semi-manageable, though. Um, It wasn't until I moved to Texas, Mm -hmm. um, to Dallas, Mm -hmm. that I really, 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 really started to amp up. Um, And what year was this? This was 2005.
0: Okay. Wow.
3: Um, I moved to Texas in 2004 and lived with my mom, and... You know, mm-hmm. we had some um uh, that was still tenuous because when she moved to texas she got saved and then she like was you know bugging me and hounding me and and being what i call mentally abusive saying like you know uh homosexuality is a sin you know you're gonna go to hell no, that
0: that is that was a form of abuse
3: yeah yeah for sure and she she wasn't mm-hmm. like that before but you know from mm. then on she was so i was like i'm sure i'm leaving and um, I had a friend in Dallas, and he was waiting right down the road for me when I you know when she left, so I didn't have to encounter her the mm, screen when she great. left I could just leave when she wasn't there right, um, right
0: right
3: so um by this time, I was already a full blown addict um mm. the um wow. guy who I was moving in with um actually started. He, I guess I want to say he was like a, like an angel investor almost. He, uh, mm. with my drug, with my drug dealing. So oh, wow. he gave me a quite a large sum of money. Uh, he was also a drug addict as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, um, that fueled my start of drug dealing in Dallas.
2: Wow. And,
3: um, oh. I got so messed up to where I couldn't even remember where my um where my dealer lived Mm. after three months of going to him (laughs) weekly sometimes bi-weekly yeah (laughs) and um so all of these things you know kept happening and happening and um met this guy um we got sober together um Mm -hmm. and um you know, fell in love, and uh, for, I like to say, for all the wrong reasons.
0: <laughs> sure, sure. I mean,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> and then we moved down to Austin. Um, mm mm-hmm. So that turned into be a uh, verbally, uh, I would say, verbally abusive relationship. Um, he was um, undiagnosed uh, bipolar. Okay. And. Um, you know uh so that we ended that relationship after three years so in 2011
2: mm-hmm. three years
3: after we moved to austin we ended it um uh, i i kind of say um that was one of the best things that ever happened was me moving down to austin um uh, sure. out of uh dallas um a lot of the people I knew there, they're getting into some really nefarious things. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, whether it be identity theft, all different kinds of things. Um, wow. and so yeah. I was glad that I moved down here. Um,
0: absolutely, absolutely.
3: So at this time I was still sober, um, and I, um, ended up, um, going to school. Um, started going to college for to become an LCDC of all things. What's that? Uh, licensed chemical dependency counselor. So oh, okay. One of those uh, counselors that you would find. Got uh, you. In rehab yeah, mm-hmm. Or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, at first it was all good. I was making A's, B's. Um, I even started oh, a club at Austin Community College that still goes oh, on nice. to this day. Oh, yeah, wonderful. Me and two friends. And, um, That's
0: awesome, Jason. I love that. Yeah.
3: And um, so one thing I want to talk to, and this all happened within me being like two years sober. One thing I wanted to talk to anybody who's listening to your podcast, um, who is fighting addiction, who is, or who's newly sober is, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have this saying, um, people inside the 12 steps uh, recovery and also outside the program of 12 steps that says easy does it and the reason why we say easy does it what that means is um, a lot of a lot of us in addiction we you know while people that we call them normies ones that can drink alcohol uh, do drugs some people can do drugs normally don't don't try to don't test that to see if you're one of those normies, though. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, those people, the normies, they continue on with their life, and their life um, continues to grow and flourish, and they, you know, set a goal, they meet that goal, they set another goal, they're living life. And a lot of us who are, most of us who are doing drugs and alcohol um, in excess into addiction, We become stagnant um, in our mental growth and our um, sometimes even physical growth um, in definitely in our spiritual growth in terms of like meeting goals and smashing goals and setting expectations for ourselves and milestones in life. And so when we get sober, the first things that first thing that a lot of us try to do is like oh my god i didn't go to school when i was like right out of high school and i'm 25 now i got to yeah. go to school so let me take all of these classes and mm-hmm. let me do this mm-hmm. and let me do that oh and also <clears throat> let me work on my recovery and
0: mm. that is one of those things that That's where it gets tricky can, yeah
3: it can be, trying it to can do be too much it all at once up, exactly exactly and instead of succeeding in a few things that you're doing um, at once you fail at Everything that you're trying to do at once because you're doing too much, like Coco said. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, that's what happened to me. Uh, before I knew it, I was coming to class with um, a large sum of, of math in my backpack. Um, oh, wow. Oh, so you'd show while, up
0: to school with it. Wow.
3: Yes. And the reason why is because I didn't want my ex to find it. Uh, okay. Um, because he would flush it, and it was it was a lot. <laughs> I'm sure it's expensive. No, I'm sure it's expensive. Yeah. It's yeah. Very yeah. expensive. Um, mm-hmm. And so um, I ended up um, not, um, you know, dropping out of school. Um, I remember I owed, the I owed like loans in the tune of like $20,000 mm-hmm. for a community college. That's crazy. Yeah. Yes. Hate that. A lot of money. Yeah, a lot of money. So, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, you know, finally, um um, you know, I started doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh stuff that I never thought I would do, joined a gang um in South Austin. Um, which, you know, now I think about it, I'm like, there's this nerdy kid that was born in uh long time well born in the in, in the eighties and grew up um, you know, Super gay, uh, <laughs> um, super <laughs> was a like, flautist for a second. Was a flautist. <laughs> Um yes, and uh, grew up in a upper an upper middle class neighborhood um, setting, and now he's like joining he's like, on the street gang. <laughs> yeah. Well, in streets and also in a gang. Was, oh I shit! Not oh, a you gang. girl,
0: you're a gang are, gang,
3: honey. A gang gang. Yeah.
0: Wow. Um, that's real on the, in the
3: mm. game and wow. um, so finally i got sober um, mm-hmm. but this that wasn't the only time I got sobered I'm I like to say that I'm a chronic relapser and there are some people that can go ahead and get sober um, once and, and stay sober and if you sure. can for you that's great it, right it, it to all the listeners out there viewers of this podcast if, if that's not you that's okay mm-hmm. um, right
0: yeah that absolutely. is completely
3: okay some sometimes it takes some of us um, a little bit more of a thrashing than others yeah. uh, I mean,
1: we're all human yeah
3: <laughs> exactly yeah true, we are yep. and so mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. We, you're allowed to slip uh, up every
1: now and then that's okay you just gotta absolutely. Keep trying. True. absolutely
3: yeah as long as you keep trying that's all that matters Yes. And um yes. so I ended up um relapsing and uh I got sober in twenty thirteen. Stayed sober for two years. Okay. Um and um after that I um uh relapsed and I relapsed for this relapse was different. So mm. I'm mm. the kind of person usually when I relapse it's like, I go out, and, and first of all, when you relapse, nobody knows when they're going to come back in. Parents don't know, friends don't know. Uh, oh,
0: wow, I see, I see. Uh,
3: they, the person that is <clears throat> on the substances themselves don't even know when it's going to stop. And um, so, I this time was different, though. Usually, I stay out for years. This time, I stayed out for three months.
2: Okay. And
3: um I was, you know, again selling drugs, doing drugs a lot. Mm-hmm. Um and um it got to the point where I was doing so much I could do it and then eat. I could do it and then go to sleep if I wanted to. Um, oh wow. And that's not normal on I was going to say that's not
0: normal. Yeah.
3: Um and it, it wasn't because the shit was bad, let me tell you, because I would give it to people and they would be looking at me like, how the fuck are you eating? <laughs> it was like, I just, I don't know. Like, like Right, oh. right. Um, <laughs> and and there's like the person I just <laughs> sold this stuff to would say that.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. Um,
3: mm-hmm. finally, um, you know, just to give a little story of my surroundings, so when I, um, got sober. So staying in a very, very nice part of town in Austin, very mm-hmm. nice house. And, um, the owner of the house that I had met on, I think like Adam for Adam, he had, uh, he was getting, um, foreclosed on for, mm. you know, because he, wasn't paying anything because he was sure. on drugs.
0: On drugs, yeah. And
3: um, he, him and his partner that I was staying with, that we had no running water.
0: Wow. Oh my. No God.
3: electricity of our own. So we. Ooh. Would... Girl. Yeah. Oh, and and, and Jules, you you've been here and. I was summer. just thinking about it, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: No, Koki, you have to listen to this. You have to listen to this foolishness it's crazy so (laughs) when i arrived to texas we were pulling up in their driveway i see this long extension cord coming out of like the side of someone's house or something going over like passing like through like their yard and jason goes oh yeah we have neighbors that steal our our electricity and we've had to call the police and the sun i'm like what the fuck like am i in the ghetto
1: like (laughs) i know you're lying (laughs) i'm
0: not (laughs) lying
3: i am not lying i swear so the thing is it's a it was
1: a That's when I get a episode. lovely pair of scissors. <laughs> snip snip bitch.
3: Oh yeah, we have. Uh, uh, and it wasn't at our house. it was a next no, door neighbor. No, it wasn't. So it was next
0: door neighbor, yeah. Um
3: the, um we did find our our hose uncoupled from our um That's what it was, ones. your hose,
2: your garden hose. And we're like
3: mm-hmm. We never uncouple that from the spigot. Who that has to only be one person? But they were gone and took their stuff by that time. Um, so we, in in a summer here, it gets to be like 108 degrees. Mm. Um. So you think Ooh. about it. You're in a house with no electricity. Um. We had electricity. We ran a cord to our friends to our neighbor's house, and we they did know. Um. They willingly let us get electricity off of theirs. But um, you can't power a AC unit off of an extension nope, board. sure can't. Mm-hmm. And so it was <clears throat> hot. And the other thing that um, they would let us get water in like five-gallon buckets, huge huge, huge Tupperware bins, and we would shower out of these five-gallon buckets. And yeah. um, I was... I remember... I was, it was middle of the night, like 1 a.m., and I was um, weighing out the stuff to sell to somebody. And um, he was on his way, and um, I spilled it all on the ground. And I was like, fuck, there's a lot of stuff. And so I'm
2: mm. trying to pick it up,
3: and I have my flashlight. And finally, I just said, you know, um, I'm done. You guys can have the rest of this stuff. Wow. I'm 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 going to go. go. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go sleep, and then I'm going to have my friend pick me up tomorrow. And they were like, no, 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 go ahead. We'll help you pick it up. Well, of course they would because I was like the sole provider of, you know, drugs.
2: Mm -hmm. Sure, sure, sure. And I was like,
3: no, I'm done. I don't want to touch it anymore. Good for I'm you. Good for you. That was um September 26 so you know my sober date is September 27,
0: 2015.
3: Okay. 2015. And, um, okay. Yeah. So I've been sober Amazing. Yes. Thank you. Yes. So this um September will be um 8 years. Uh um, Wow,
0: that's awesome. And Hell um, yes.
3: The things, you know, what works for me might not necessarily work for others, but... Sorry, sorry. You know, I always tell people to, you know, when you are dying inside, uh, you feel like you'll want to try anything.
2: Um, mm. And
3: so, you know, when I got sober, I started going to Crystal Meth Anonymous. Um, and I did a few things. The first things that I did was I deleted everyone that I sold to, that I used right. to, that I right. knew mm-hmm. even came close to drugs, and I good. deleted good. them good. out of my contact, good. deleted the text messages, everything. Good,
0: good, good. good.
3: Um, the next thing I did was um, started going to meetings, and I, whether mm-hmm. I felt good, I went to a meeting, whether I felt bad, I went to a meeting. It wasn't mm-hmm. like I was there 24-7, but I would at least right. once a day
0: yeah you like you'd push through despite feeling down and depressed and yeah and still making an at, effort yeah yeah good
3: because mm-hmm. a lot of um us we you know a lot of i've seen it where a lot of people they only come in the rooms when they're or come to a meeting when they're we call it when their ass is on fire like when they're like mm. oh my god i feel like using today and um you know, one thing that, um, you know, I've been taught and also practice is if I go when I feel good, if I go when I feel bad, if I go when I just feel like, eh, like it wasn't a good or bad day today, but I'm going to go to a meeting. When those times come that I am, I feel like everything's falling around me, I can go to, mm-hmm. I, I know it'll be automatic to go to a safe space like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, um, the other thing that I did was, you know, I started, you know, working with a sponsor, somebody who had been sober, somebody who had something that I wanted that I looked up to. Absolutely. And, um, from there, um, after I finished with my steps, I started helping others. Um, this Wonderful. disease is a disease of, in my opinion, I agree with the big book in 12 steps. It's a disease of of selfishness. And um, my normal disposition is to be selfish. Um, What's in it for me? How can I, you know? And and it's that selfishness has gone, has, it's not as prevalent as it was today, uh, before. Um, But um, one thing I will say is, you know, in order for me to stay sober, I I constantly have to help someone else um, be outside myself. Sure. Um, and and not and not for alkaloids or to see what I can get out of it. But, right. Right. Um, you know, when I'm not thinking about my own stuff, it's kind of hard to. You know, it, it it clean it clears your soul. It clears yeah. your soul, helping yeah. other people.
0: Right. 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 It
3: clears your. Um, so,
0: Jason, I have a <laughs> question for you. Um Well, so we kind of talked about, you know, your backstory and then moving forward to, you know, what it took for you to overcome this addiction and to overcome, you know, the depression and the negativity and, you know, the people that influenced you to do the drugs. So what ultimately inspired you to become more vocal about your sobriety and um, helping others, I guess? Um, that's
3: a good question. So. The, there's a few things. Mm -hmm. So in in the rooms of recovery, you know, you go to, not all the time, some meetings are just all discussion. Um, Some meeting places that you go to, they will have a mix throughout the week. And one of the things that some of them have, um, when I got sober, um, and I'd been sober a little bit, um, the rehab that I went to, Not this time, because at this time, I didn't get sober going to rehab. Mm -hmm. The time before that in 2013, when I got sober, um, I went to rehab. They asked me to come back and they asked me to tell my story. And um, Mm -hmm. so there there's something. It's hard to put into words. Whenever you are in a room with people who are just like you, people who have Mm -hmm. burned their lives down to the ground, people whose husbands, wives, mothers, fathers, children have begged, pleaded for you to stop using alcohol or drugs. And um, when they're there in front of you and you're telling your story and you're actually um, telling them not only how you by qualifying yourself, telling them how you went through exactly what they went through, but also telling them that there's hope that I've got sober and this is how I did it. And you see that, that light bulb go off or that hope come the spark to life. There's almost no better feeling. Mm, there's no better feeling. That's, it's that's better amazing. than, that's it's amazing. better than, and I know this sounds trite, but it's, it's better, it's more clean more clean high than drugs. It's it's better lasting. Sure. It's longer lasting. Sure, it's, sure. Yeah, it's definitely a lot better.
0: No, that's that's amazing. I'm so happy for you, and just it's you know, even when we nice. talked when we when we met um, back in Florida, you know, I got a, a little glimpse of your story. You know, I remember that morning we sat by the pool. Me, we, we're starting to get to know one another a little bit better, and mm-hmm. now that I know a lot more about you and just your testimony, like it's just amazing how. An individual can go through so much and can overcome it and not be stuck you know because like you talked about earlier like you mentioned people can just be so easily stuck and they don't know yeah. how to get out and they don't know how to ask for help or you know how to relieve themselves from the situation but you yeah overcame that and you were like no like i'm done like you Wipe your hands and be like I'm done like I need to do better for myself and I'm hurting the people that I love and I just need to do this for me
3: yeah no completely um, the other thing too is um, you know in, in I've been taught that in order to keep what you have you have to freely give it away so in order for me mm. to keep this this gift of, of sobriety <clears throat> and um, life I have to freely give it away so i really give it away as in, you know, tell others how I got sober and
2: and that it it is
3: possible. Um, When I was out there in in the middle of my addiction, um, especially back in Orlando, before I even heard of, you know, recovery and 12 steps and all that stuff. I just thought, you know, some people get addicted to drugs and they fall into that trap and they there's no way out, you just end up dying that way. And um, I'm living proof and there's millions of other people around the world that, especially on crystal meth, uh, yep. that prove that that is not the case. You can there is life after meth if you allow it.
0: Yep, that's right. That's right. And then, how do you manage to stay on track with your sobriety? Like do you like have like any um, tools or any kind of like a routine, like a daily routine that kind of keeps you focused and kind of keeps you, um i guess aware of things like what's happening
3: yeah so um i have a sponsor um okay and um we talk um we don't talk every day um and um i i go to meetings once in a while not as as a lot, like I used to. Sure, not um, as frequent. Sure, yeah, sure. Not sure. as frequent because that—that's just something that it's not really needed as much anymore. Um, however, right. um, I still, you know, check in with myself mentally every day and good, and, good, you know, good. Not <clears throat> because more so now that the issue is not really wanting to use drugs. The issue is more so now. Uh, especially with everything going on in the world, right? Mental health. Right. Um, and how am I? How am I feeling today? Like, am I feeling anxious about? You know, with, mm-hmm. am I feeling like I just want to retract and, and just shelter myself away from the world? Or you know, am I feeling? Like, am I feeling okay? And um, the um, not just meth, but all drugs are a they're insidious. So. What I mean by that is you will uh, think everything's fine um, Mm -hmm. and then maybe something will happen and then you'll be like, uh, you know, I'm going to just use a little bit. And, um, thankfully that doesn't happen. And like that, that, uh, how should I put it? That, uh, craving to use has been removed. Sure. Uh, Mm -hmm. Um, but you Know for people who don't keep up with it, and, and that's even myself, and that's still, still I have a sponsor. I still do steps, um, you know, okay, if steps you don't keep up good. with all those things, it, it can creep back up. Um, uh, I clean my side of the street, and that's what we that's something that we say we do in recovery 12 steps, mm-hmm. which is you know, let's say if Jules and I get into an argument, um. I would, if I can't figure it out myself, I would take it to my sponsor, and they would be like, okay, mm. so let's write how what Jules did to make you mad. Um, let's write, um, or who you're, who you're mad at, I'm mad at Jules.
0: I'm um, sorry, y'all, who what? is rummaging through the kitchen and being disrespectful?
3: <laughs> not, not I don't
1: me. know, I'm just, I'm gonna just mute the microphone, I don't
0: know. Oh, please, please do, thank you.
3: <laughs> So, um, you know, who am I mad at, Jules? What did Jules do? He did this. How did it affect me, right? Mm -hmm. And um, the thing, the part that's most helpful of all is, well, what's my part?
2: Mm -hmm. And
3: um, a a lot of us throughout life, even people who aren't addicted to drugs, we get to those first three parts. Who am I mad at? What do they do? And how did it affect me? And um, that fourth part, well, what was my part, allows me to clear my side of the street. And sometimes uh, amends is warranted, where it's like, oh yeah, that's, that's, that was my part in all this. I should go apologize to Jules.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
3: um, you know, when, you know, we, I've been taught, and I think that this is a lot of the reason why I used drugs in the past is I used drugs because I did not like the way that I felt, so I wanted to change the way that I felt. Sure. And that included things that happened in my past, in my past as a kid, um, my situation I was currently in because of using drugs, and, and also mm-hmm. the way people either you know let me down um, emotionally, um, mentally, let me down, spiritually, let me down, everything mm-hmm. like
2: that. So sure, sure, yeah. sure.
0: That's good. Yeah, Coco, do you have any questions to ask Jason or any comments?
1: Sorry, we was still muted there for a second. Oh, sorry. No, I said, um, do you have Coco? Do no, you have no, any no, questions? Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. No, I just had to turn off the microphone. Gotcha. <laughs>
0: Uh, and it wasn't me this I time, know. y'all. I walked I, I out on the record. I was about to say. Bitch, I wasn't doing, say, yeah, Bitch, this I wasn't time doing you it. Making dinner in the I was room. not <laughs> doing dinner. I wasn't. Uh,
1: I don't have any questions. I just. I feel like it's just so refreshing to be able to have this conversation and to hear your no. story because I know how uh, people in the queer community. Such a. Um, microphone keeps going in and out sorry i was gonna say Uh, that's okay Mm -hmm. people in the queer community just have such a different relationship with alcohol and drugs and refreshing to be able to talk to somebody about their sobriety because i know that after being in so many different toxic situations myself i'm currently redefining my own relationship with alcohol and substances Mm-hmm. and trying to figure out if there is like a healthy balance for me or if I need to kind of 86, that relationship entirely.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: That's real. And yeah. I feel like and that's... our generation, mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah, just... go ahead.
1: Yeah. Cause like my whole degree is in <laughs> food and beverage. So it's like, right. It's same,
0: all... same. It's all there. Like you're, it's... you're exposed yeah, to it like every we're day. All...
1: Yeah. Every, right. Everywhere I go Right So it's Is this gonna be A healthy relationship for me Is this A healthy career
0: path Right And it's A challenge It's such a challenge Yeah absolutely Absolutely Like I've noticed myself And I'm just gonna be frank with y'all Like I'd say pretty much like Recently over the holidays And even prior to the holidays Like when I was doing all these Vacations Like when I was in Texas When I was in Florida Like i was drinking obsessively but before that i wouldn't drink so much like i'd have like a glass of wine or two glasses but when i'm out like i go hard and it's expensive y'all it's expensive to you know buy these drinks at these clubs and bars and shit it adds up (laughs) like bitch i would like spend that money on a nice fancy dinner than all this alcohol okay
1: period
0: we on a budget we on a budget honey okay especially now that i'm getting married uh, this year no ma'am okay right so yeah i just noticed myself you know drinking heavily like on these vacations and trips and it does weigh your body down like you feel like you need to detox because your liver and your body isn't used to all of that it's basically alcohol's poison. It is any kind of drug, yeah. any kind of alcohol, it's poison to your body, to your liver, to anything. Right. And so I just was like, one day I've, I told myself like, you're going to cut back or you're not going to drink for a month because you need to a reset and refocus. And I, I've noticed when I don't drink for a month or a few weeks, I feel more mentally clear and I feel more at ease. If that makes sense. Like, You don't need alcohol to have fun. And that's what I always thought growing up. I say growing up, but, you know, like when you hit your 20s, right? You know, you want to be the fun one at the parties. You want to be the fun one out with your friends, taking the Mm -hmm. shots and doing the drinks. Mm -hmm. No, ma'am. because That's not what makes you the fun one. That's not what makes you the fun one. Okay. And you're going to pay for it later, trust. Because, Jason, you remember I was hungover as fuck. In Florida, yeah, and you and your fiance, you and your fiance, I'll never well, forget that this. Yeah. No, Coco. I think I might have told you the story. I was I partied hard. This was my birthday trip. I just you know had my birthday, and yeah. you know I'm meeting new people, staying out late, living my and best life. And it was fried. And girl, the next day, when I told you, I was hung over as fuck. Like, was it like me on New Year's kind of hung over as fuck. Thankfully it wasn't that bad. Like I wasn't okay. vomiting or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. But but my head was pounding and I was so dehydrated. So Jason comes along, mm. he brings me an emergency, a banana, and a bottle of water. He's like, Here you go, hun, take some time, relax. I'm like, oh, you're a godsend," because I was literally dying. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I will say this you know um uh, you asked the question earlier of like what makes mm-hmm. you do this and yeah. you know um thankfully i feel like there is kind of a paradigm shift with um the younger generation of gays um mm-hmm. and everyone else and and, and, and Ooh, it's funny yes. because this yes. mostly yes. this this epidemic mostly hits the gay community you don't really hear about it in the lesbian community you kind of do really not the trans- even the lesbian community and, no not really you do kind of hear oh. about this happening in the transgender community a little bit sure it's sure really the mainstream that you hear about the the heavy drug use is in the gay community at least in that's the gay just, community you know, where yeah. mm-hmm. i hear it mm-hmm. from and so um you know what i've noticed a, like for a while now um from now to a few years back is a lot of younger people are you know they're saying like no tweakers no this no that and they're like right they on the abs. to do with it right and right. so it's I think it's pretty awesome um, that there are a lot of young people that are uh, more educated on you know the perils of of crystal meth and, and cocaine and all those other things mm, uh, mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm that's not to say that you can't get addicted to Molly and you can't get addicted to other things because, and, and, you know, um, honestly I, I kind of feel for a lot of people not more nowadays because a lot of stuff, you really have to be careful because it's absolutely it's with fentanyl.
0: And, yeah. Uh, these drugs be laced up with shit. People dying at
3: age 16. I'm like, bitch, what the fuck? Like now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so we didn't really have to worry about that back then in a day um because they don't really have that kind of stuff right Um, right but you know we were we were very foolish it was almost like um island island of misfit toys like you know we just did whatever we wanted to have fun and we didn't really think about consequences and everybody that part consequences yeah every one of us has gone through there, and um when you become an adult, that kind of almost all goes out the window. You're at a club mm. and somebody says, hey, here, try this. And, you know, they're hot, No, thank
0: you. No, they're thank they're you. Typing. I'm not putting
3: that in my mouth. I'm not putting oh, that nice. in my mouth. No, thanks. Well, No, not you. Well, maybe not you, but back in the day. You know, no, you I know. I know. Yeah. That would be the <laughs> yeah. first thing you'd be like, oh, OK, cool. Yeah, we're going right. to sex. We're going to, you know, and, and um, you know, craziness, complete craziness.
0: Right, right, right. I
3: would say though, I wouldn't, some people, you know, they like to go back and and change time, but, uh, me being a drug addict, I wouldn't want to change. Um, and I know that sounds really weird, but, um, let's go to what drugs has done for me. And it wasn't exactly all bad. Um, But I wouldn't go back and do it at all. Um, It made me a more outgoing, vocal, sure-of-myself person. It did Mm -hmm. that. Now, the reason why, main reason why I wouldn't want to change my status of being a drug addict is, you know, through the course of my um, recovery, it's I've learned myself and I've Found myself unlike, I think a lot of people out there don't have the ability
0: mm, to. That's real. That's
3: good. Um, that's good. Because you have to do a lot of soul searching. You're going up against this colossal this demon. Yeah. 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 Very, yeah. very big monster. Mm-hmm. And um, you have to fight fire with fire. And the only way right. to. You know, be able to overcome that is to find some kind of worthiness in yourself, which everyone's worthy. I love this of, analogy,
0: um, by the way. Of I life, love it.
3: and I had I to it. find my worth to be able yes. to say, I'm Ooh, girl my life You
0: are speaking to that. the choir. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Come on. I'm in church. Come on. Yes. <laughs> now I'm the one clapping, and I'm going to cry. I feel it coming on. I do no like seriously like you talk about you know you're bigger and better than this and you have to fight fire like just fire with fire and you have to find you know worthiness you are worthy whether that's worthy of love or worthy of loving yourself like you are worthy you are strong you are a bad bitch period sorry i would have
1: joined you in clapping i just had to pry the cat off of my leg
0: (laughs) Oh no, oh, not the pussy. Okay. The pussy. Yep. The pussy latched
1: on for dear life.
0: <laughs> I don't know where my pussy is. Oh, I see him. He's on the couch chilling.
3: I don't have one. Gotta get I'm you some dog. pussy
0: every now and then. I was gonna say, gotta get you some pussy every now and again. Possibly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not still a gay man. You gotta get some pussy every now and then.
0: <laughs> well, Jason, didn't... I remember in Austin, you were telling me like... And correct me if I'm wrong, and I might just be um, foolish, but like, aren't didn't no. you just say like you're a bi? Like you do like women, right? Okay,
3: I do. Well, and that's something that came. You know, a lot of people think that you know you know what you are, and from early age right. and then that's it. Right. And you no, know, I always I always knew I liked guys. I mean, um, if you guys ever want to see a gay kid in the '80s, it was one that was listening to Swing Out Sister, Breakout, and. You know um had a people crush who i've on never George heard Michael of and nope you know, never
0: heard of him bitch, nope, educate yeah. yourself
3: <laughs> Yeah, go. Yeah, bitch i'm so older than you go and look up Swing by up a minute to break out the video <laughs> on youtube and you'll be like oh this is so gay and this is so 80s yeah it's um, culture yeah and so okay. um, but later on um mm-hmm. actually not too long ago about like my mid-30s I was like, yeah, that I would totally fuck her, or you know, that's mm, she's, period. She's hot, like she's like, yeah. super attractive. Um, right. Of course, um, I still lean more towards guys. So I, 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 sure, you know, there sure. Are all, like just like there are some straight guys, there are some bi guys out there. Who are like, right, right. Yeah, I'm right. fuck the guy, but I'm mostly in the, the girls. am mostly the girls. Sure, into I'm bi, sure. but I'm mostly in the boys. I yeah. got you. And um, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. one of the lovely things about um, again sexuality. It's such a yeah, sexuality. It's such a um. What's the, it's, it's a such
0: fluid a experience. It's a yeah. flu- it's yes. fluid. It's yes. Fluid. It's yes. Fluid. But that's one, yes. I, That's the
3: other thing that I love so much about you know the um. And I sound... I, I feel like I sound so old when I say this because you know there is a generational difference between you know me and you guys and even people younger than you. Um, like all of this wasn't talked about when i was young all of it was like you're either gay or you're bi uh no you're either gay or you're straight right and then when you're 20s was like you're gay bi or straight and that's the only thing indeed, but there wasn't different different uh differentiating degrees of those things and um right, I like right, now right. that it's not it's a, a
0: more open dialogue and there's no it is. um there's no um check mark there's no checkbox. like you're either gay straight or bi it's like no i could be yeah. gay i could be queer i could be trans i can be you know yeah. pansexual you know and the exactly. list just goes on
3: hemisexual exactly
1: yeah i can be yeah. Yeah. as yet to be decided
3: exactly. period exactly. Bitch. exactly yep
1: i could just want a hot dog real bad you
3: don't know real, real bad
0: <laughs> real bad it's like that girl what's her name oh well, i won't say her name on the podcast but it's like that girl on instagram that i follow Real bad. You know what I'm talking about,
2: Coco? I just want a hot dog real bad.
3: (laughs) Yeah, you guys, that reminds me um, with that actress. If you guys haven't seen the latest uh, season of White Lotus, watch it. You'll love it. I haven't
1: seen any season of White Lotus. I'm a bad gay. I'm a
0: bad gay, too. I'm a terrible gay. Never seen it.
1: There's just so much shit going on. There's, there's just so, so very, much so, shit going on. There's so much content. So many shows. It's too much content. There's one of the
3: reasons why I took off the of school for this semester is because it's just... Oh, you took off school? Oh, okay. Yeah, just for this semester. Uh, just to have a break. Okay. You know,
1: just I, to watch I, the White Lotus.
3: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, last semester I did microeconomics, um, which is... Girl, don't talk biased. to me about economics.
0: Fuck economics. <laughs> uh, I, I failed... That's his trauma. I failed... I failed three I failed three <laughs> times in school and even in high school I failed the first semester I had to retake that shit to pass for graduation. Bitch, Ugh. I'm tra- I am traumatized. I hate economics. They told him that he had
1: to take it in college three times. <laughs> he said, I'm you just bolt. gonna fucking kill somebody.
0: Pretty much. Go pretty school. much. Yeah. Pretty much. So yeah. three different
1: forms of fucking uh uh-uh. uh it was no ridiculous. So, ridiculous. Like,
3: Microeconomics I made an A, and then oh yes, ma'am. And okay.
0: And macroeconomics
3: I, which was that was the first one I took was macro, uh, which I liked mm-hmm. a lot more. I made it. Okay.
0: Oh, wonderful, wonderful.
3: Yeah. So yes, ma'am. She's smart. But my job been... to pay me back my money. I oh, know that's oh. right
0: and she works for a very nice company me i won't say the name but she works no, for a nice company but yeah you mm-hmm. work for a pretty good company so um happy hell about,
2: yeah. uh, hell yeah. last
0: but not least jason tell us more about your yeah. partner we, we want to hear your love story
3: <laughs> uh you know love finds its way to you when you're least looking for it
0: and that part is so damn true let me tell y'all yeah. mm-hmm.
3: and that's usually when you find the best relationships um I would say never go looking for love because then you find trouble. And I've tried. <laughs> Thankfully,
0: never got in trouble. But I tried that shit. And I tried playing the hard What do you mean
3: you never got in
1: trouble? No, no, no. You never got in oh, trouble.
0: My... <laughs> you don't need to get No. Mm-hmm. No. So, never
1: got uh, in trouble, my uh, asshole. Uh... <laughs> Shut up.
0: Shut up. You don't need to be spilling That's my myself. business. Okay. <laughs>
3: I Back found, to it. Uh, Back well, to actually, it. We, I was just, you know, on Facebook and he liked my pick one day. We weren't, we weren't even friends. Um, we He was mutual friends with quite a few of my friends. And, you know, sometimes mm-hmm, when you're mm-hmm. going through Facebook, it'll say this person that you don't know liked your friends
2: or right. commented
3: on your friends. Yeah, so that's what happened. So he liked okay. my pick and. Well, behold, um I was like who is this so I messaged him. I was like do we know each other he goes no but well, I like your pick and um, we we have a lot of mutual friends in common that are really good people so we talked for about a week or two and um, from there we ended up um, um, going our first date was hiking um, we hiked for about two and a half hours so energetic yeah <laughs> Uh, and it's beautiful. It was like January 15th, um, beautiful. Oh, I love that. I love how y'all went hiking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, then after that, we just started hanging out, um, and, um, not this past year, but year before he, um, uh, for, on my birthday, he decided, um, he surprised me with, um, tickets to the, uh, Nutcracker.
0: Um, Aww, but it that.
3: was, it, however, we, we, he bought the tickets for the wrong time, which I think was kind of cute, funny, um, he was very, very worked up over it. And I was like, it's okay. I'm, Stife uh, does I'm get pretty cool. worked
0: up. <laughs> I've seen
3: him. <laughs> <laughs> so then after that, I said, uh, uh, we went home and, um, he, since he couldn't do it there, he. Put the ring on Loretta's collar, my dog's collar, and Aww. she came in and you said there's something's wrong with her, with her, with her leash and her neck. So I started looking and I saw the ring and the rest is history. That's so cute!
0: Oh, I love yeah. it. that's too fucking I love cute. A, I love a good happy ending. Yes. Gay love. Yes.
3: Period. I love <laughs> that shit. That's too cute. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: And Jason and I have some similarities. It's so weird like and like our relationships because mm. aren't you and your part, are your fiance 13 14 years apart? 13 yeah. And then my fiance and I are 14 years apart. <laughs> and it's just like so <laughs> yeah, many things. White. And you're black. White. And your fiance is white. And my fiance is white and I'm black. And it's just
3: like ah. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I think honestly, and it's not something I, I, I ever go out and try to, like, look for. Um, yeah. But um, not trying to be cutting edge by, you know, dating <clears throat> or marrying or being engaged to a white guy. Sure. But uh, sure. I do like seeing, um, you know, um, if you think about it, it's 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, 60 years ago, it was completely illegal in yep. almost all of the yep. South to actually all over the country Mm -hmm. to legally marry a a white person if you're anything other than white. And so to, when I go around um, and, you know, first of all, you know, Jules um, being engaged to somebody who happens to be white Mm -hmm. but he's engaged to him because he loves him and same thing Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. And then just walking down the street you see all these like, you know, interracial couples and everything and it's not like you know, I strive, it, the world would probably be better off if the whole world was interracial. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Right. I'm freaking <laughs> I I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I
0: agree. Um, I but, absolutely. the um,
3: you know, I, I I think it's pretty awesome that, you know, it's not a deciding <clears throat> factor as much as it was before. Um, you know, even when I was growing up and, um, and first getting on the apps and, you know, you would have your picture, and you'd hit somebody up, and they'd be like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't do blacks," and or I don't do, you know, of course, you know, we all know, and no, no blacks, no trans, no, yep. no, yep. Trans,
1: yep. no, yep. no problematic preferences,
3: or, yeah. And I'm just like, eh, are you like a cool person? And are you hot? Like to me, are you, like, and hot could be a multitude of things.
0: Right, right, right. Mm-hmm.
1: For me, it's. Are you awake? And are you close?
0: <laughs> Not awake. And Not awake, Coco. I'm weak. I'm weak. And I can you
1: bring me a biscuit on your way to dick me down dirty? Like, that's.
0: Oh, Lord.
1: That's how I'll know I'll have the one. Ladies you bring and gentlemen. Me a biscuit. This is.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mama Coco.
1: <laughs> I just want a biscuit and some dick. That's all. That's bare minimum here, people. Come on. Why is that so much to ask?
3: Well hey, as long as they're consenting and ready with biscuits, right? Yes. That part. Consent
0: and yes. We need the biscuits, honey. Yes. Oh. And last but not least, Jason, what's the pettiest yes. thing you've ever done? Oh This is the petty podcast, y'all. We need yes, to know these things.
3: So uh, you guys are gonna fucking die laughing. Yes.
2: Oh, I'm Oh so for. excited,
1: please. Yes. <laughs>
3: So, back in Orlando a long time ago, (laughs) I worked at Waffle House, so you already know it's going to be
0: good. Oh, hell.
3: (laughs) Waffle House!
0: Gagging. Literally gagging. The the the
3: octagon of the the restaurant world. Literally. Believe it or not, but it was still just as fucking petty and messy. (laughs) So... There was a gay guy and I. We worked there, and I was a short order cook. And then I finally said, "I don't like doing that," so I became a waiter. So we're both waiters, right? Mm-hmm. So this guy comes in, and he was a uh, Colgan Water Waterman, water delivery guy. And I was like, fuck, oh, he looks so hot! Like almost mm-hmm. like um, Jennifer Coolidge, the lady from uh, Oh, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like I know you're well. Okay, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The UPS guy, kind of looks like him, but like." black hair and blue eyes mm. and I was like man he's so fucking hot so
2: um
3: we started talking and then all of a sudden his um this my coworker who's also gay even though I I you know I told him I was like hey that guy I'm like super interested in him blah blah, blah. and he's like um um okay cool cool so finally um he cock-blocked me and started, like,
2: talking
0: to the guy mm, and okay. what an me. asshole. What an asshole.
3: Um, which I, what I did next was not, as, was, you know, I, I, I as, as I've matured, I just want to put it as clear, <laughs> as I've matured and I've gotten older, I would never do this. I'd just feel like, well, you both, guys, have fun in your misery. That's all I would say now, but I was pretty mm-hmm. petty back then. Oh, so, girl, we all are. Um, mm-hmm. Right. I was talking Hello. to, I was still like, had this guy's phone number and he mm-hmm. still found me hot. So he was like, mm. hey, um, Period. while he's leaving and he's going to be going shopping, he's going to be gone for hours, why mm-hmm. don't you come over? And I was like, okay, so like, back before I had a car, so I mean, I caught like two or three buses to get over to this guy, like, fucking, I was on a
2: mission.
3: A mission, so, honey, a mission. We were going to play. We we're going to fuck. Mm. And I remember, thank God, I had him in the bathroom. Oh. All of a sudden, like, unzip it, get down on my Ooh. knee. and I'm about to suck it. Uh
0: huh.
3: And I'm like, I back up. I even t- did put it in my mouth, and touch it, didn't do anything. I back up. Oh, you up, didn't? Like, okay. Uh huh. No, thank God. What happened? And what happened? I looked, oh, I was like. Is that a crab? <laughs>
0: oh!
3: No! Oh, oh fuck that. No. Mm mm. No. Just, Mm-mm.
1: Bitch, I know you're lying. It's it's
3: over. <laughs> I know you lie. Cigarettes, drinks, just chill, enjoy each other's company. So when we got back to like few days later, I made sure that the ex ex friend at that time was there. And it was a full house. Not like with customers, but with employees. Right, right, right. And I, there were some customers there, but I was, like, already on my way out, and I didn't give a fuck. Uh-huh. Right, right. And I was like, hey, just want to let you know, while you were out shopping the other day, I went over to your man's house, and we were going to fool around, but I decided not to, because he has crabs. You might want to go to Ooh,
2: the, uh,
3: girl. <laughs> you want <wanna> <laughs> to go to public services and get checked out. So,
0: at least he's being a friend, or not even a friend, but you're being, like, a... <laughs> I guess. I didn't like, always even call that.
3: Well, I'm sure, I'm sure that even by the time I told him that had fucked, so I'm sure he had crabs, too. But it was, it Bless. was yeah, that was pretty petty. Bless. Bless.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bless it, Lord. Bless.
3: No, I mean, yeah, I mean, I kind of got my petty revenge, and also, like, I, I dodged a bullet all at once. You sure did. Mm-hmm. You sure did. <laughs>
1: Jesus. Jesus.
3: Yeah. I'm telling you, Flo- look, that's another Florida guy story for you. Florida. Oh, man. no, not
0: Florida. Oh, Lord. And, not Florida, yeah. honey.
1: I mean, the tracks. This tracks. This makes sense. It, 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 it makes sense. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It makes sense. Waffle House, Florida man, all in one.
1: Waffle House, crabs, Florida, yep, tracks, <laughs> say <Sailors>. less. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh! I cannot.
1: Absolutely okay. deceased.
0: Alrighty, guys. Well, we're gonna wrap up here in a few. Um, Jason, where can people follow you on social media?
3: Uh, they can follow me at that dp. That well that underscore dp underscore guy two eight zero on Twitch. Um, I. Uh, I mean your is Facebook. Like, it's just yeah, Jason yeah, Brooks. Yeah, Jason
2: so. Brooks.
0: I mean, if y'all want to give him a follow or, you know, just see what he's all about, um, do that. And, of course, you can follow the Petty Podcast on Instagram. We are on the <laughs> Facebook. We are on the Spotify. Yes, at uh, Petty underscore podcast. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: At Petty underscore podcast on the Instagrams. Uh, at Coco and Jules Petty Podcast on Facebook. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, post. Uh, if you feeling petty leave a comment tell us the pettiest thing that you've done this week i would love to read some of those comments yes on the next please. Episode. <laughs> yes yes,
0: yes. Mm. you can follow See me if you can top at, our stories at, yes please you can follow me at at Gunkle, g-u-n-c-l-e named j on instagram
1: you can follow me at yep at please call me Coco on Instagram, K O K O like a double knockout, please and thank you.
0: Period. And most yeah. importantly, y'all, stay motherfucking petty this week, okay?
2: And have a good <laughs> weekend. Such, Jason,
0: it was such a pleasure having you. Thank you so much for joining us. Such a beautiful story and a beautiful outcome. I'm so happy for you and how. You know, you found somebody that loves you for you and accepts everything the good, the bad, the ugly, and it's just amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, thank
3: you guys for having me.
1: Thank you so much. It has been an absolute pleasure and I look forward to talking to you again.
3: Yeah, definitely. Bye, Coco. Alrighty guys. Bye.